0: Hello and welcome to Solutions. This is the eighth episode of our third series of podcasts for solution-focused hypnotherapists and I'm Cathy
1: Eland. And I'm Trevor Eddles and we're both experienced solution-focused hypnotherapists.
0: So today we're expanding our focus from simply what's going on in, in your brain and we're looking at the whole body and seeing how the brain and the body are closely linked in a two-way conversation. Yeah, we're going to look at what factors
1: make people behave, feel, and even think the way they do.
0: Now, we've all seen other people, or even ourselves, who are hungry. Their stomachs are empty and they get very irritable. They become hungry. That's a mind-body link. We also know that when people aren't getting enough sleep,
1: they are very likely to eat more, usually high-calorie sweet things. The body is sending hunger messages because the brain isn't getting enough quality sleep. It's a brain-body link that we're familiar with.
0: Menopausal ladies, how they feel emotionally and how they act is affected by the hormones in the body.
1: And there's baby brain that new mums get, or even postnatal depression. These are all associated with what's going on in their body.
0: And so what else? Let's start at the beginning. People start off the way they are because of their genes, a random mixture from both parents' genes.
1: Yeah, we looked at genetics in our podcast last month.
0: The second big thing that affects a person is their environment. This is the surrounding or condition in which a person lives or operates and has lived. This is called their exposome and through epigenetics affects which genes are expressed and which aren't.
1: Yeah, a person's childhood can affect how they think and behave as an adult and also affects their health as an adult and their life expectancy. It's also during childhood that many people's core values and beliefs are created or indoctrinated, depending on your viewpoint.
0: Yeah. Anyway, back to our own body. Our GI tract has millions of bacteria, etc. living in it, our gut microbiome. There's a two way link between the brain and the gut. That's the gut brain axis or GBA. Our gut has to digest food, i.e. make and secrete enzymes. It has to absorb food. It has to squeeze food through itself, which is peristalsis. And it has to defeat invading bacteria. It has to ensure the cells in the lining, keep the bad stuff out and let the good stuff through. It has to not be too thin a layer or too many gaps between cells. It has to produce a layer of mucus over the top of this lining. And your microbiome helps. It does use some of your food, but it also creates useful products. If you don't have a microbiome, e.g. through taking too many antibiotics, you'll not be very healthy.
1: Yeah, what you eat affects your biome. And that's important because studies have shown that gut microbes can affect behaviour and even emotions like depression. A Belgian study found two kinds of microbe, uh, coprococcus and Dialister, were missing from the microbiomes of their depressed
0: subjects, but not
1: from those with a high quality of life.
0: Okay, so compounds made by the gut microbiome e.g. short-chain fatty acids, or SCFAs, such as butyric acid, propionic acid and acetic acid, are able to stimulate sympathetic nerves, mucosal serotonin release, and to influence memory and the learning process.
1: We microbiota transplants can be used to influence mental health. The gut microbiome plays a facilitating role between the stress response, inflammation, and depression, and anxiety.
0: Mmm, Lecal transplants. Interesting. Anyway, intestinal permeability, sometimes called leaky gut, occurs with chronic low-grade inflammation, which happens more often in disorders such as anxiety or depression.
1: Yeah, it's estimated that 90% of the body's serotonin is made in the digestive tract. In fact, altered levels of gut serotonin have been linked to diseases such as irritable bowel syndrome, cardiovascular disease, and osteoporosis.
0: Okay. Uh, stress can affect the composition of and the total amount of biome in a person's gut. then biome can be directly affected by neurons, Immune cells, enterochromaffin cells, neuroendocrine cells found in the gastric glands and aid in the production of gastric acid through the release of histamine. The brain also
1: modulates gut functions such as motility, the secretion of acids, bicarbonates and mucus, intestinal fluid handling, and mucosal immune response. These maintain the mucus layer and biofilm where individual groups of bacteria grow.
0: Plus, the brain may affect the biome composition and function by changing its intestinal permeability, allowing bacterial antigens to penetrate the epithelium and stimulate an immune response in the mucosa or the mucous membrane. So through the autonomic nervous system, the brain modulates immune function, which can increase epithelial permeability to bacteria which facilitates their access to immune cells.
1: Wow. Changes in the composition of the gut flora due to diet, drugs, or disease correlate with changes in levels of circulating cytokines, some of which can affect brain function. Just a reminder, cytokines are small proteins that affect the behaviour of cells around them. They are especially important in the immune system.
0: And lastly on this, uh, the gut has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system. Yes, often
1: called the second brain. Anyway, I want to just mention the vagus nerve, which wanders around the body and contains nerves sending messages from the brain and nerves sending messages to the brain. It affects how the gut behaves, trying to keep everything well, a homeostatic role. But it's also part of the gut-brain axis, sending messages from the gut to the brain when they impact on mood.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the immune system and inflammation. Most of the body's immune system works on the gut. Elsewhere, our immune system identifies an invader. It releases cytokines and the body is protected by inflammation as white cells attack the invading organism. However, some people have low levels of inflammation all the time. Of course, the
1: brain and the immune system have a two-way link.
0: Stress can cause inflammation. Stressful events include bereavement, poverty, debt, social isolation, maltreatment as a child. Being overweight causes inflammation. Even public speaking can increase inflammation.
1: Hmm. I wonder if doing a podcast dance as well. Anyway. I definitely think so. (laughs) Most inflammation occurs on the inside of the body, which people can't see. And one of the ways that the body naturally keeps the level of inflammation down is through this vagus nerve.
0: It controls the inflammatory reflex. The inflammatory reflex is a neural circuit that regulates the immune system's response to injury and invasion. If cytokine levels in the body rise, the vagus nerve will detect the change and send a message to the brain. A signal is then sent back to the vagus nerve, to the spleen, acting on macrophages, which are white blood cells, to reduce the cytokine level. Cytokines can cause collateral damage to the body cells near to them. Interestingly, vagal nerve stimulation can reduce inflammation. Increasing vagal signalling inhibits inflammation and prevents organ damage. The health and fitness of the vagus nerve is called vagal tone. A high vagal tone equates to a better capacity to keep inflammation down. And you can find out more about the vagus nerve in our April podcast.
1: Okay. Other factors associated with increased inflammation include obesity, sedentary lifestyle, disordered sleep, emotional and physical trauma, medical illnesses such as cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, and autoimmune infections, including exposure to unsanitary living conditions and poor hygiene, medical treatments such as surgery, chemotherapy, or radiation, and antidepressant treatment resistance.
0: Okay, the body's natural immune response can trigger oxidative stress temporarily. This type of oxidative stress causes mild inflammation that goes away after the immune system fights off an infection or repairs an injury. Oxidative stress refers to an imbalance of free radicals and antioxidants in the body, which can lead to cell and tissue damage. Let me just clarify. Free radicals are molecules with one or more unpaired electrons that are very reactive. Axioxidants are substances that neutralise or remove free radicals by donating an electron. The neutralising effect of antioxidants helps protect the body from oxidative stress. Examples of antioxidants include vitamin A, C and E.
1: There's lots of research evidence linking inflammation with depression.
0: Yeah. The blood-brain barrier protects the brain. We used to think it was impenetrable. We did a podcast about that in January, if I think, if I remember rightly.
1: Yes. Anyway, the uh, neuroimmune system is composed primarily of glial cells and mast cells, a type of white blood cell. During a neuroimmune response, cytokines send inflammatory signals across the blood-brain barrier, which activates microglial cells in the brain, which then release more cytokines. As a consequence, this can kill neurons or shrink them, reduce the number of synaptic connections, and the synaptic supply of neurotransmitters can be disrupted, and it can block the regenerative process that would create new cells. Tryptophan is the serotonin precursor. Microglial cells can instruct nerve cells to make other end products, such as kynurenine, instead. This makes less serotonin available in the brain. And rather negatively, kynurenine and other alternative end products are toxic. So inflammation in the body can have a negative impact on the brain, perhaps leading to depression.
0: Crikey. Um, So what else can affect a person? Well, there's sleep, exercise and nutrition.
1: But what happens if we don't get enough sleep? Well, insomnia is linked with depression and anxiety.
0: It makes you forgetful.
1: Impairs your judgment.
0: Cognitively impairs your thinking. causes
1: accidents, e.g. falling asleep at the wheel.
0: Uh, is linked to health issues like heart attacks, strokes, diabetes.
1: Kills sex
0: drive. Ages your skin. causes weight gain. Increases the risk of death. But
1: if you do get enough sleep, it reduces stress. Reduces the risk of depression. Makes you more alert. Improves your memory. Cleans up your brain.
0: Makes you cleverer.
1: <laughs> Helps your body repair itself.
0: Reduces inflammation. Keeps your heart healthy. May even prevent cancer. And may help you lose weight. Crikey. Uh Research shows there are links between insomnia and anxiety.
1: Moving on to exercise or movements, uh, the benefits are that it creates new brain cells, neurogenesis, using BDNF, uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factor.
0: Yeah, improves your mental health and mood. Helps
1: keep you thinking and learning. Improves your sleep, strengthens bones and muscles, reduces your risk of heart disease, helps you manage your blood sugar and insulin levels,
0: increases your chances of living longer,
1: improves your sexual health,
0: reduces the risk of some cancers. Yeah,
1: nutrition can help with your biome and helps your GI or gastrointestinal tract.
0: Yeah, good things to eat include all the food groups, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, vitamins, minerals and water in moderation, uh, prebiotics and probiotics, uh, anti-inflammatory foods, for example, fruits, greens, nuts and grains and foods containing antioxidants, which are dark chocolate, whole cereal, fruit and vegetables.
1: Yeah, food tips for a good mood include uh, eat breakfast, stay hydrated, eat regularly, eat the right kinds of fats, uh, not trans fats, which are harder to do today, but uh, yeah, and avoid processed foods. Yeah,
0: and all of these impact on your body and your brain, and therefore how you feel, think and behave.
1: What else can affect how we feel? Well, if we're suffering pain, that can have a big negative impact. Our yeah. hormone levels can affect us, for example, as mentioned earlier, menopausal women or if our body is flooded with adrenaline. If we tend to brood over using that right prefrontal cortex, that can have an impact on how we feel and behave.
0: Yeah. If we control our breathing, for example, seven eleven breathing or square breathing, that can have a positive impact on how we feel diaphragmatic breathing with slow exhalations stimulates the vagus nerve and slows our heart rate and reduces our blood pressure
1: wow that was quite a run through the mind body links i find the whole subject
0: truly satisfying and very interesting
1: (laughs) indeed um next time we'll be looking at helping clients deal with grief right
0: okay so until then, it's goodbye from me, Kathy Eland. And
1: it's goodbye from me, Trevor Eddles.
0: So we'll see you next time. Yep, bye. Bye.